Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, reported live on April 22nd, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash Chat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring updates to what we know about the character of Osiris. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who who we all have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And I am the brownie-sized barbarian green-eyed music lover. <laughs> it's... It's true. It's, it's funny because it's true. I, it's, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, anyways, and last but definitely <laughs> not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend Taylor B. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Happy to be here, you guys. Yeah, it's about time we got you on here, or tricked you on here, or you tricked us on... I don't know how that works. Brought there him was back some here? trickery involved. A little bit. I'm some not... trading, some bargaining. <laughs> <laughs> So, usual introductory question for you, Trey. I need to learn how to talk again. Has it been that long since we've done this? Uh, Where can can we find you on the internet? Um, You can find me. I'm the host of the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, proud member of the Lore Network. Um, We are available on uh, every major platform, Podbean, uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever your flavor is. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Spinfoil Theory. Um, or email us at uh, spinfoiltheory at uh, gmail.com. You can find me personally on Twitter at this is Red Leader, L I T R E, all one word. Yes. Yes. All right, Taylor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. been a while. It's been a long, <laughs> long time. A long week? It has been a long week. It has. <laughs> and it's Wednesday, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Hello, future people. We are recording this on Wednesday, so this is not going to be your normal kind of show for sure. But. These are strange quarantine times we live in. These are strange quarantine times. <laughs> I like that. The quarantines of our lives, because it's all mm-hmm. a soap opera anymore. <laughs> but here's what I want to know. What is your favorite lore story from Destiny? Ooh, so for me, I really love the Vex, but what really drew me into that was Kabir's fire team. I think that's what really first sort of drew me into uh, Destiny's lore. Okay. And it's... It's it's really funny. So I had just done the raid, and I was a I was a student at the time, and I was in class, and it was just a really boring class. And back then, the grimoire you could only read the cards outside of the game, and mm-hmm. so like I would sit in class when I was bored and just read all my grimoire cards that I'd never actually looked at. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> so nice. That was, 
that was the thing that uh, that really like sort of sold me on the background stories of Destiny. But uh, Kabir's fire team is probably my favorite, uh, and also like this might be an unpopular opinion. I really thought Skolas had a very like well written and well put together like story arc as a, as a villain. I thought that was a really great uh, DLC as well. House of Wolves was not a bad DLC. I no, don't it think. Wasn't. I wish we had gotten was, more on it too with the Marine. I wish especially. we would have gotten some more information on how those fallen mm. are apt to take other technology and use it on their own mm. or use it for their own. But yeah, that's a, so would you say that's your, like your preferred story arc on that one? Yeah, I, I think uh, Kabir, Fireteam, uh, Pahanan, um, all, all those guys are always going to be, uh, you know, Prey Death, um, and if and when Kabir comes back are always going to be, like, a very, like, special spark in my heart. But, uh, like, day-to-day, I think the Fallen and uh, and their houses are probably my uh, my, my greatest interest. I in, gotcha. In like, while I'm playing. I gotcha. All right, so we have Guardian Games going on right now, so there's a very mm-hmm. important question that we always ask everybody, but it's almost more important now. <laughs> what is the class that you primarily play? Uh, I am a hunter main. I am a gunslinger main, so Ooh. way of the outlaw uh, for me. Um, right now, I'm really loving that we got sticky grenades back. Mm-hmm. And I'm Unicorn wearing time. my young and I am turning so many people into lovely, lovely unicorns. You know what I love is not only are sticky grenades good again, the spike grenades seem to be better. Like, mm-hmm. I've actually been able to use them in Crucible, be able to use them like they're intended against a wall, and Ooh. do some major damage, especially on, I think it's Fragment, that map that has B inside a weird circular dome area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. nail a uh, spike grenade on the back, one of the void ones on one of the back walls and just take out so many people who are trying to get to that heavy spot. Yeah. I dig that. I did not know that. Cause I, I honestly play the, uh, the other classes so infrequently, unless there's a bounty involved mm-hmm. that any like improvements or changes that are made to them. I'm usually the last one to know. Yeah. That one's, that's the <laughs> only one that I really knew about. <laughs> oh, I have, I, I, I have like play. two classes that I play. I either play night stalker in pve or blade barrage in pvp and it's like okay like i'm just like and that's mostly just because i don't have to think about it Mm -hmm. i have no shame in admitting that either (laughs) i i I will say i and and this is this is totally anecdotal to add to like weird things i feel like if you're running six shooter i feel like that trip mine throwing knife lasts a little longer too Oh yeah, the weighted. If you're wearing the, yeah, if you're wearing the Yahang mm-hmm. Yahang spines, uh, I feel like it lasts a little longer too because I I keep doing this thing, especially in sixes. Like I'm not I'm not so great in trials, but like I, I'm in sixes. I keep like laying little traps for people, and I keep thinking like, man, that knife is lasting way longer than I ever <laughs> like remember it like, doing before. Yeah, it's kind of nice though. It's like the same length of time that I think the hammers are for Titans right now. Mm-hmm. possibly all right so that's all of like the normal questions i actually wanted to ask you about your podcast it's the spinfoil podcast a bit because not a lot of people have heard of it i don't think yet unless they're adamant people of the lore network so i want you to take us through what you like to do when it comes to the podcast 
Oh, thank you so much. So um, the Spinfoil Theory podcast is just a sort of a 20 to 30 minute uh, short form weekly uh, approach to various Spinfoil theories within the the Destiny uh, universe. And really what we go for is just to kind of have fun with the lore. So we're a little bit of an advanced theory uh, podcast in that, unlike you guys, we don't really teach. Um, we just kind of have fun with the subjects that uh, we sort of uh, assume, you know, like lore fans, like the fans of your show would be uh, would be uh, familiar with to begin with. So what we try to do, um, and Green was a great host of our show, you guys, first first special guest we ever had. Um, yes. That, uh, yeah. So what what we try to do is we'll we'll take a uh, a theory that we see uh, popped up on various forums or what have you, and we try to dissect it a little bit. We try to see if we think it's plausible. And then, you know, depending on the outcome of the first two parts of that, we'll see if like what we would have to do to make it work. Uh, um, so it's 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 a lot of fun to uh, to do to record just because, you know, you get to you get to you get to be creative within the universe of uh, of one of your favorite games, uh, you know, in my case, Destiny. And you get to sort of review the different ideas that fans have about the the lore and you get to you get to sort of give your two cents about it so if if you're a fan of uh spin foil theories if you're a fan of stuff that's a little out there maybe not necessarily confirmed and you're wondering um what what the deal is how plausible is that we uh, I, I think we might have a place for you in uh in in our podcast just because uh we we cover a lot of different things very broad uh we try to move around our different subjects and we're at about uh, we're we're pretty new so if you haven't heard of us please don't feel bad yeah. <laughs> it's uh we're pretty yeah. new but we're about we're we're about to i think we just did we just recorded our 14th episode tonight nice mm-hmm. and that'll be released on sunday and yeah we we plan to keep it going uh we even have just you know due to these quarantine times as we sort of remarked on earlier we're planning to do a couple little uh other special things like we did with green just uh to get a little extra content out there you know what I really love about the format that you guys choose to do? I know you say that you're not really taking it super, super serious from the lore perspective, but what when you're theory crafting, you do have to approach the story in a different way. So you you really get an appreciation for the finer tuned things on how how something could be possible or how to research something to where things that we're predicting ahead of time would theoretically work. You're you're doing a writer's exercise and trying to figure out ways it could work. That's really kind of a cool way to approach it. And you really have to know your lore to be able to do something like that convincingly. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, when, when I first started posting on destiny lore with, with my, uh, with my total spin foil theories and like my various posts, uh, which is actually what got me on to you guys was uh, mm-hmm. interacting with, uh, with your post there. Um, at the time I did uh, quality assurance. And so a lot of what I did uh, kind of played into my like spin foil theory stuff was just because I would I would look at uh, what works, what is, what the process is. And then you mm-hmm. can take those rules and kind of apply it to theory. Absolutely. It, especially in a writing sense, uh, it, it was very uh, it was an easy uh, progression for me to sort of transition that over into one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah, Absolutely. It's nice that you are able to do that and share that with other people in such a really fun format. So I'm glad that you guys have started doing that. I think it's a long overdue venue to have something more like that out there. 
I really appreciate that, and uh, and I hope anyone who uh, who checks us out, uh, please please add us, please please reach out to us if uh, if there's anything you think we're missing, or if there's uh, any points of view you think we're not really covering in some of our subjects. Like we are totally open, and we will 100% do retractions and restatements to things in, in future episodes. The, uh, yeah. Shout out the name of it one more time before we kind of go into community stuff for the week. Yeah, so it's the uh, the Spinfoil Theory podcast. Uh, Twitter at Spinfoil Theory, uh, Spinfoil Theory at Gmail dot com. Podbean, the Spinfoil Theory podcast. Awesome. All right, blue, blue. Y- yes. Guess uh, what? What? It's community community time. What's a community? <laughs> or that's that's fair. And these these. <laughs> tra- um. <laughs> Yes. Asking the hard question. <laughs> All right. So this week, Guardian Games dropped, right? Oh, no. Correct. Right, so oh, no. I I haven't asked anything of the community. I'm a little afraid to because. <laughs> what? Why would this start a salt war? Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Do you? This is a question. Yesterday for, was a fun day to oh watch my Twitter. God. Oh, my God. Here's what I want to do. I want to ask you guys who are live with us in chat. I want to ask Blue and Taylor. And for those of you in the future, looking back upon these times and laughing because of all the joyous fun we had during Guardian <laughs> Games. Um, <laughs> what do you think of it right now? What What is, what is good about Guardian Games and what is um, constructively not good? I, I think it'd be cool if it weren't by itself. What do you mean? Like if, so if you look at like content release this season, you mm-hmm. have like all all the uh, the bunker stuff and the different things that you did, and like the most recent was uh with like the most recent like update they had to the season was a uh, was the third bunker being open, and then like sort of this week they're like okay now go like send all the all the things into space now that the third bunker's done. I feel like if this weren't released by itself in that chain of events if this were yeah. sort of like if this had been done at the beginning of the season when everything's kind of new i think it would have been much better received because like on its face i don't think it's that bad like a content update it's a little weird i think to uh what blue was saying uh in, in chat <laughs> earlier i think i think i think it i think it is i think it is a little kind of like hey so like we can literally see this thing from space and you guys want to like do a shot put right now <laughs> it's not it's not like doing a shot put at the thing we see in space no it's an actual shot put like it's it's an actual shot put we're gonna do a long jump but not away from anything but guys let me let me tell you something isn't it the perfect time for Zavathun to distract the Guardians? Yes, with I know. That's, that's what I mean Green that's what I mean I don't have a legit argument and it <laughs> for, for anyone for anyone who doesn't know we uh, we 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 had green on the spinfoil theory podcast with this theory and mm-hmm. we couldn't come up with anything like legit like we couldn't come up with anything <laughs> to, to counter her claim no yeah no no it, it, as far as we know like you have more proof than we have anti-proof <laughs> yes i am a bunker of proof <laughs> Bring me your war mind bits. No, seriously, she wants the war mind bits because it's. I'm almost done with bunker three. I'm like I've gotten row one done. 
and all oh, the nice. other bunkers mm. are unlocked. So I I have two more rows left. But oh, you gotta do it. You gotta, you gotta do, do it, the um, the what is it? The last the lost yeah, column. Yeah, you gotta, you I did. Column, oh, not rows. Okay. I did. I love how I Taylor and I both are like, no, do columns, not rows. <laughs> you do. I, what I've been doing is I've done the far right column to get right, the yeah. discount, drop right? the price, yeah. The and then right. I've been unlocking everything just so I can have something building That's each it. time. So I've just been going ah. down the row at that point. So I am doing the smart thing of making it cheaper. I'm just yeah. mm-hmm. unlocking it one level at a time. So I was a, I was a total, because I had to do most of that stuff solo. So mm-hmm. as soon as I did the make it cheaper, I went immediately to the uh, the Rasputin frame mm-hmm. and made it so I could do that everywhere. Nice. And then like and then like the next one after that, I guess, is you got the Valkyrie, and then everything else I didn't care about because I was like, I can summon this stuff and make it way easier to farm. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Sort of, sort of my uh, my 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 uh, mindset there. But it's a uh, if you don't have to do it solo though, I think it makes more sense to do it in a different order. I think, I think there's, there's definitely some credence there. So what do we think about the clearing the bunkers thing this season? Because one of the, my <laughs> biggest sorry, I, we I haven't have, we really have, haven't talked have, this season. I have we a really new, I have a new light quote about that. Actually. Okay, Ooh, so share. one of Dish. our one of one of our really good friends has some how would you say it colorful insights to situations within Destiny and. <laughs> His initial reaction to the whole clearing the bunker is like, you know, and I'll, I'll bleep myself out, but basically, why the hell are we helping an AI who can't keep his own clean? Like, every right? day he has to, <laughs> it was just like, it was like, this is, this is the questions that I get sent to me on an hourly basis, and I'm like, trying to he's do work, and he's not wrong. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, not wrong. well, you know, maybe I'm like, I don't. I don't have an answer for you, other than game mechanics. Like they have to give us something to do. Is like you're you're a hundred percent accurate on on the reasoning here. It's like yeah, I got I got nothing for you. Do uh, do you think like um? Because I feel like when we're first clearing out those bunkers in those missions in D one, it 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 was a little more forgivable because he'd been asleep right. for however long and well, wasn't even in his whole network. But the but thing then, is, like, is, also those were like strikes, so they weren't like. It wasn't like every twenty four hours. It was like you know the kind of the feeling you was did it once canonically. Yeah, you, yeah, canonically yeah. it was like once, maybe twice if it was a revisit strike. And it was like, and they always mm. had like with I, I just remember the saber strike. It was like no, they actually cracked open the bunk. Like I mean, they they like the hive head or the fallen had actually gone above and beyond to hack into that. Same with Omnigol, where it was like you know they they had deliberately punched into the 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 bunker whereas here it's yeah. like there's there's really not even a token explanation of like oh no we forgot to close the back door oh, just go close the back door oh we, uh, we also, forgot the other back door like, how many back doors do you have like i'm scared <laughs> to ask this question but i mean do you really want to know the answer at no that point? no i don't like, actually now i now i feel awkward yeah <laughs> As you should. Um, yeah. So the bunkers are a little weird. I'm still freaking pissed about why there's a stupid bunker on Io when there's no other building on the stupid... With the subway! <laughs> With the mm-hmm. subway! Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. what is... Mm-hmm. Guys! It's like I a 
it's fully, it's where a does fully that train go? <laughs> where does I, that train go? I did have somebody in my chat when I was streaming the other day that was like, well, maybe there's like a few buildings in other places that we just haven't been to, which is very possible. Like, uh, sure. My- but that has more legitimately legitimacy in my mind than a freaking. I just, I don't understand a so, subway that's like 50 feet from the Pyramidian. So, so, so uh, have y'all, have y'all ever seen a Dragon Ball Z? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, King Kai and his little planet where he has that tiny little road that just goes around, <laughs> around. back to his house. Oh, yeah, but that's no. a training that's what I road. I think Rasputin has set up because he <laughs> loves trains that much. Oh no, he's playing the pain. Uh-oh. Like he's just oh, going no. back around, back around. Like it's what he does in his downtime in that <laughs> mind fork. Oh, just plays trains. Like I feel like there's a disconnect happening in the design at that point. Like guys, please explain this. Well, please. it's the multiple man theory. So when his mind was defragmented between the planets, like that one was just like, well, I got this train station. <laughs> Well, I I have a sub function for t- controlling subways, but there's no subway. Siva, make right. me a subway. The f- yep. To be fair, there is a there is the um, bunker on the other side. The uh, you mean the side Joyon. that takes like ten minutes to walk to? Yeah, the Cabal station mm-hmm. side. There is a bunker over there. So if we're being fair, there's something over there, but it's really weird. Chat recently, I've been getting into driving. Oh yeah, in, in, in true King Kai fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my favorite part, my favorite part about that is he works on it like it has oil and other things that you need to change. But there is no filling station on his whole planet. Nope. He's just driving infinitely. <laughs> oh, it's just I digress. Yes. All right. I don't. I don't want to go on. I'm just gonna keep. So, Guardian I'm Games. Just, yeah, <laughs> Guardian Games, bounties. Um, I think I think the metal system is kind of a weird uh, mask for other bounties. Um, a lot of people's complaints that it's basically faction rallies. I kind of disagree with because faction rallies were a little more. You could choose how you played. Yeah. Like you could wear the faction stuff, and you could play Crucible. You could play Strikes. You could do whatever you want. That was about ripping your faction and everything. And I, I think that's kind of what they were aiming for in this. But I think they were also kind of trying to get refresh people older to, content. Yeah, get people to play things they may not have played in months. Like I think Gambit it's a little weird to make forges. us play Forges. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm the weird guy who likes Gambit. I'll, I'll I, raise that hand I, right now. The thing is, is the one thing I do like about this is that I haven't played Gambit in a real long time. I actually enjoyed the Gambit matches I played today. Dude, regular Gambit's a lot of fun. Yeah. Gambit Prime is painful. Gambit Dude, Prime so is so painful. You, you have to have Divinity. Divinity makes everything easier. That's well, like playing Crucible without around. hard light. Right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, that last last night I, I was yeah no i do it i do it every day it's like every time i play crucible it's without hard light i don't play with hard light i don't know whatever but like I, yesterday i actually was i actually jumped in and played a little bit and i i got just so frustrated because i was like i'm like there's it's one thing like i don't care if it's like an archetype thing where it's like you know oh you, you know bows are really powerful or whatever you you'll still see different combinations but oh, that sure. that particular one does seem 
to me that was a very big frustration because it was like i i it, well it also doesn't help that i keep running into like six stacks of hard light players mm-hmm. which it's like well Ooh. i'm just gonna sit down <laughs> it is yeah, fun. when the, when the entire team fun. has it it's just <laughs> yeah it is fun it is a well, lot of fun to use i will say that it's um i mean i i all right so like i Full full disclosure, I I use it as when, especially when I play on PC because I'm a heathen who plays with a <laughs> controller on PC. I nice. do too. Um, nice. I, That's well, the only way I, I would. Mean, yeah, no, dude. Like I, I think especially if like you invest in a controller, it's it's a totally different experience. But that that that's a different conversation. <laughs> but uh, um, I I I go I I use it just because I have that crucible radio mentality. Like if it's the best thing, mm-hmm. use it. Like use it. Dude, like, if, like, I'm not saying like you shouldn't say it shouldn't be changed. You don't have to love it, but like, oh, yeah, if it's yeah. the best thing, use it. Like, do it. The other thing that I would say is that we, I played with Man at Arms the other day on PC, and we were we were using our normal loadouts, which I don't normally use hard light, but we were running in some matches where that's all that the other team was using, like you were saying. And so we decided after we got wrecked by these guys in one match that we was we were going to stay in the queue with them and all put on hard lights. And we ended up just totally kicking their tails, just wiping the floor with them and immediately went back to our old loadouts just to say that, you know, we play with what we like. We understand that this is good and we can use it just as well as anybody else. But we're still going to go back and kind of do our own thing. Like, it's okay to play with it when you want to, just for mm-hmm. fun. If mm-hmm. you feel like that's oh, the yeah. last resort you've got, go back to it. Like, Truth and Gambit or Xenophage, because holy moly, that gun. Mm. You know what I like in Gambit right now? Hmm. Fourth Horseman. Yeah, it's good. It melts everything. Everything PvE-wise. I won't say it, it's the best thing for, for invaders, but like, oh my god. Because I'm a sentry. Mm-hmm. You guys knew this about me. I have my jersey. I rep with you. Thank you. Oh, oh, we need to play some gambit. We'll have some fun because mm-hmm. we'll actually stop people from wrecking our team. Right. <laughs> but uh, yo, that thing melts all of the blockers they send, and then when you're saving your heavy because you should have some heavy for invaders, you can just use it to go run up and melt the boss. Like it's great, absolutely great. It is good. All right, so. I think we've kind of filled up the opening section enough of this episode. Let's do a small update for the intro episode, guys, on Osiris Blue. Hmm. Um, man, it's been, well, I, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while, absolute, since we've, like, done a full episode on Osiris himself. So, like, just kind of a quick, I wrote a quick summary, and I actually have this in the mind map as well. Uh, and so there's a lot of information that we've gained in Destiny 2 in general, like about specific Guardians, and, and Osiris is no exception to that. Um, and so to kind of go back to the one of the original Grimoire cards, you know, it, it asks, what drives a warlock to madness? Ghosts chose those suited to war and heroism to be reborn. By nature or circumstance, they go to battle against the darkness, and through this battle, they learn how to use the light. But warlocks, by their nature, fight a second internal war. This is the war to understand a universe of secrets, a world that expects guardians to fight without full knowledge of what they are or what they might hope to achieve. Um, and I, and you know, 
a lot of people like that because of the whole what drives a warlock to madness piece. But the above excerpt uh, from that card, which is the Osiris card, showcases that which haunts warlock the most is is actually knowledge. Um, so as mighty warrior or as a mighty warrior that fought at the Battle of Six Fronts, uh, Satan 14 requested that the speaker make Osiris the vanguard mentor for all warlocks. He was actually the first vanguard mentor for warlocks. Um, this action, however, did not come without a pushback from the Concordat, but with the support of all the others within the consensus, the warlock uh, Osiris was placed as mentor for those of his classification. Uh, this is also where you see probably the first, if not the official recognition of classifications within the Risen. Um, and so this allowed Osiris to oversee all activities relating to warlocks as well as other guardians as well. So this is also probably where you can make a pretty strong argument that the group of the hidden was formed. Um, shortly following this, Saint 14, who was the Vanguard mentor for Titans and also the first Vanguard commander, uh, stepped down. Actually, it was a day after <laughs> they they announced everything and then Saint 14 was like, "Yep, okay, cool. I'm going to go do my crusade." Uh and at, Yeah, no, ba- basically he was like, "All right, cool. That's that's fun. I'm going to go off." <laughs> and so he stepped down and as the commander, he basically was able to sidestep the consensus and elevate Osiris to Vanguard commander, which there's a lot of questions on that that I have politically, but I don't think I, I I don't think Saint Fourteen originally like intended to do that, even though it might seem a little bit shady. But anyways, however, Osiris actually quickly came to odds with the speaker. He was already kind of at odds with the speaker, but it became much more prevalent and much more noticeable. Uh, a large part of that was disagreement on the focus of the energy of the Guardians. Uh, the Seekers sought to defensively protect the city and its inhabitants, where Osiris kind of more saw the need for a more aggressive approach. Uh, in addition, the two disagreed as to the greatest threat. Uh, the Speaker kind of focused and saw the movements of the Hive above on the moon as more ominous and more a direct threat, while Osiris grew more and more concerned with the machinations of the Vex upon Mercury. Um, the other thing that Osiris did is he did not restrict his new power as Vanguard commander to just the search of knowledge. Uh, he was also in search of understanding and learning of the exact nature of the darkness. Uh, knowledge can be acquired simply through mindless research of texts and studies of others. True understanding requires one to ask hard questions and find answers to those questions. And, and that's what Osiris began to do. Osiris began asking hard questions and trying to find the answers. Uh, this ultimately led him down a path which diverged him and other guardians from their normal duties, which in turn led to a very powerful disagreement between him and the speaker, uh, culminating in Osiris leaving the tower in exile following his repeated shirking of political duties in favor of pursuing his research. Uh, we saw that in particular within the webcomic uh which, you know, we can all disagree or agree or whatever we want. We all have opinions on how that was presented. But that was what was happening in the webcomic was basically he kept shirking his political duties because he saw political actions as a waste of time when the battle was was needed to be fought. Um, And so because of that conflict between him and the speaker and between him and the consensus, um, he basically was forced out 
if if you will. Uh, however, it is it is worth noting that within Trials and Tribulations, we do see Osiris defending the vanguard and defending the consensus against the disciples. Uh, when Sister Feora makes a comment about, oh, well, they'll basically, they'll get what's coming to them. Osiris is very quick to point out there is no acrimony between me and the vanguard. I chose to walk away. Like, he, he's very quick to point to that and to basically reprimand the disciples who he doesn't have a very high opinion of to begin with but he's very very quick to put them you know to put that away like shutter that up and then he uh, he basically then proceeds to give them the task of monitoring the lighthouse um, and also you know researching stuff there but I found that was I found that very interesting uh, because it, it does confirm that you know I think Taylor, you had said something about this earlier about how, like, the more you read about Saint Fourteen, it's like, yeah, Saint Fourteen's kind of like he doesn't really hold a grudge. Like, he just kind of, Mm-mm. he just he no, does what needs to be done. Yo, he's the most wholesome dude in this whole lore, <laughs> he, right? He really is, and which which makes me, which I I love because I think you were talking about, um, what is it, the maintenance log thing where Osiris kind of reprimands Saint-14 for not going to seek out the House of Light. And he's like, I don't want to talk to him. And Osiris is like, just <laughs> go talk to him. Just uh, go talk to him. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I think that if they, if, if Saint would get over his understandable hesitation there and actually initiate a conversation with Mithrax, I think he and Mithrax would actually be, oh, I don't yeah. know if they would be best buddies, but they would probably Yo. form a pretty good Team. Dude, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like he 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 has this um, he, like he he even in his own dialogue he hates the fallen, but he's such a good dude. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. You're good. I, You're I, good. I, I didn't mean to do that. You're but he's good. such a good <laughs> freaking dude. Um, well, because on ours you can curse, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's such a good freaking dude. Like I feel like like he's not mad at the vanguard. He was able to leave the vanguard, like at least as far as we know, without the vanguard having any animosity to him. And he's the only person who's been able to do that, unless they died. Well, he didn't exactly leave the vanguard. He disappeared, and so well, like, but, but just Saint? like Blue was going over, he yeah. like gave up his oh, position. No, Saint, Saint Saint walked away because Saint he, stepped down. Okay, yeah, he stepped yeah. down, but but he stepped down because which I I find that like. I find that really entertaining because Saint basically was the one that everyone wanted in the position of all this stuff. And Osiris right. was the one that no one wanted in position. And Osiris ends Ooh, yeah. up, and, and actually to be a hundred percent transparent, Osiris also didn't really want to be in that position. Like, no. And, and the thing is, is like, that's what, that's what I think a lot of people gloss over is like you know with the concordat and their their whole fascination of osiris being a failed golden age experiment um and you know that that whole slander campaign against him right here's a a lot of people it's like osiris legitimately wasn't interested in the politics and that's ultimately what got him kicked out was because Mm -hmm. he didn't want to play the game i think it's within the realm of possibility that if you go back to the the argument that the Concordat's making, right? The he's a failed golden age experiment. I think now more than ever that is possible that the writers might go that direction. I mean, if he's a resurrected failed golden age experiment, like a, like an engineered human or what have you, like th- this is not to say I suspect that 
everyone listening and 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 here right now uh, i'm just saying like that's an example of something that could be like what right. they may have meant how the writers choose to uh use it mm-hmm. uh i i think there's a lot there's a lot there like i kind of hashtagged when we started sympathy for lysander because that's one of that's one of our topics that we have on mm-hmm. uh on the list over over on the other show but it's a uh, it's definitely interesting that Osiris left the Vanguard and but he he did it under this like big big cloud, big negative cloud, right? Right. There's a lot that like came with that. Whereas Saint was able to do it no problem. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and so the other thing that always bugs me about uh Lysander is actually like so I I want more detail on what is causing the beef between the two of them, which actually begs the question like all the, all the faction reps that we have are all mortal. They're not risen. Is Lysander a risen? Do we? Do, I can't remember. Did in Lysander's cry? Did we get any indication if he was or not? I don't. Okay. I don't think we got because I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm sitting here and the only reason I bring that up is because I'm like, why is he like he he definitely has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to Osiris. It seems it seems that way from what we've seen sure. so far. And well, I'm like, I mean, if if why I'm sorry no 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 yeah well, go for it, go for it. I, I will i will i will put out there that the chip on his shoulder that we've heard about has only come from other sources never from him this is true that's in his letter intro. to us he never talks about osiris he like in anything that's that he's fair. directly written he never even mentions him that's fair yeah that's a fair point this may just be more of a power struggle that may mm-hmm. be something more political rather than detrimental yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would expect him to have more of a problem with New Monarchy than, than <laughs> with Osiris. Oh, man, I won't I won't go into my New Monarchy theories. <laughs> Someday we shall. I won't, I won't, I won't. No, 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 you're, you're a gracious host. I won't, I won't offend you with my <laughs> no, ideas. No, you're, you're good, you're good. And someday, someday we will go into those. Maybe not this day, but someday. It will not be this say, day. We, we've already recorded an episode on it on my show. So. Oh, really? Oh, I better go. I better go defend my honor. <laughs> well, it only depends. You're only defending it depending on your political leanings. Like, you might agree. Oh, yeah. That, episode, that was yeah. a good episode, actually. Thank I remember you. that episode. I mean, I hope they're all good, but thank you. No, that I mean, yes, they are. But, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know yeah, what you no. meant. <laughs> but I actually, I remember that episode because I remember listening to it, and I'm like, yes, like this is this is an important distinction that, regardless of how you you know whatever side you lean on as far as far as the multifaceted faction awards or whatever. Well, it's not even mm-hmm. faction war. I mean, just political spectrum in general. But like the definitions that like you and bagels did with you know when you say fascist when you say this you know that that whole thing it's like yes yeah. that was that was uh yeah and definitely we, definitely worth it i really appreciate that and we, we we tried to be very very specific in that but uh back back to uh back back to uh like 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 sander and and that stuff i think um after all we've learned about the uh the speaker and uh mm-hmm. subsequently mm-hmm. I, I feel like anything that comes out of his mouth can like until you know at least from like a couple other sources that you like trust in 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 game in the narrative. I feel like that can all be taken as propaganda because we know that's what he spins. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean it's yeah. So like him hating Lysander to me after all that we've learned, I'm kind of like, ooh, maybe he wasn't such a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that the card now some more cards are on the table, maybe we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he had something there. Maybe, maybe. 
All right. So how do we want to, do we want to talk about his before he gets to the city? Cause you guys kind of hinted a little bit about like that, um, his story within trials and tribulations, but we didn't actually talk about pigeon and the Phoenix at all. Or do we want to wait until I'd the advanced? Let's, let's do, let's do a, a now. Cause the timeline, I, I, I love saying this about a bungee game. The timeline's actually a little bit clearer uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Osiris with, the pigeon, the Phoenix and trials and tribulation. There's, there's a few things mm-hmm. that got a little murkier, uh, as far as like specific events. Um, but overall we have a, actually a pretty interesting picture that has been painted for Osiris. Um, and I, I'm actually really excited about that because that was part of the reason I updated the mind map, um, was to lay out a bit of, of that clarity because it's like, we actually kind of know what's going on. It's really, really exciting. But I think that would probably be, um, I think that's probably going to be more advanced episode or advanced session. I dig that. Oh, <laughs> all right. So shout outs for the intro session. Uh, Taylor, do you have any shout outs? Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, back on my show, my co-host, the bagels. I want to give a shout out to you guys for hosting me and the greater lore network for just being so supportive and so great with Ooh. all of our uh, efforts. Um, I think I like all of- the, the greater lore network. Thank you. Sorry. Thank marketing, you. marketing scheme. Coming <laughs> up. I, I have a customer service background. I know <laughs> you gotta, you gotta mark all your bases, but anyway, like no, it. no, very, very seriously. I, I, I do yeah. really thank you guys. I'm very proud to be a part of the lore network i'm very proud to uh, be associated with your show and to be a guest host on here so like uh, all all of my thanks and shout outs go right back to you yeah thank you blue do you have any shout outs um anyone who is going to respond to my really weird asinine questions about dialogue quotes on the website which you will probably by the time this comes out you will probably be used to me seeing or used to seeing me posting very often about them I'm trying my best to figure out a way that both encapsulates the total, like the, just the sheer number of quotes that we have for characters that currently there's really not a archive anywhere in a text sense. Um, But I'm also trying to make it where it's actually not over overly daunting for people who just want to see what, the characters are saying in di- in like in game cutscenes and stuff, uh, which is a very weird medium um, or a very like a very weird line to try to walk. So I posted that actually tonight, which by again by the time you guys are hearing this episode will be a week or two. Um, but I will be probably following up with other alternatives and just trying to get a feel for how to best use the lore network site um, to accomplish that. But just big thank you for anyone who has opinions on that and who is already provided or will be providing constructive feedback on how to do that better. I have, I have two questions for you, blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- number one, this is episode 200. Yeah. Yep. Dude. Happy 200 episodes. Thank everyone. Like, I, my, my wife, I, my wife was like, so episode 200 is going to be Osiris. I was like, yes. She's like, it's rather I like poetic. that. I was like, I'm like, I like that symmetry of that. She didn't understand that, but I thought it was nice. You were right, was, though. I, I know. I was like, <laughs> I like that symmetry. And I kind of chuckled to myself and then walked away because she didn't understand it. <laughs> I, I really, I really like that. No, like, 
uh, super honored to be on your 200th episode by the way like uh that's that's amazing but like so like you that's that's an effort and i if 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 everyone listening just gives you guys like a little clap that is awesome i want recorded claps on twitter no i don't 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 do that please don't do that please do it she asked for it wait that's weird don't don't record me as saying that she (laughs) she clip it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I, and, now, um, and Taylor now figures out the dangers of streaming. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes. I can never take it back. We've been a record game this whole time. Um, my, my my second question for you would like would the term for someone that that invested and knowledgeable about dialogue be like a dialogian, like a theologian, but with dialogue? I like that. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, because it's a, a dialogian. Dialogian. Dia- oh. It just rolls off the tongue. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> like lunges. Lunges? I can't ever say it. Lozenges? Thank you. That's one word I actually oh. have a real tough oh, time just to say. Cough just... drop, buddy. Don't 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 torture yourself. I mean, I try. I try. Anyway, I'm totally making uh, this up. Shout out. If it's a word, I'm totally looking this up to see if it's already. Yo, a word. Oh, it, it is Merriam-Webster. It's a it word. It is a word. It oh, is I'm not a. Crazy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Calm down there. In um, in this case, in this case, yeah, it's a not. Oh man, this is gonna go down a rabbit hole of. It's a genitive singular form of dialogai, which is a nominative plural of dialogus, which is uh-huh. meaning as one does. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously. <laughs> uh, dialogue is dialogue or dialogue. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, technically. I think, I all right, so, you know in those instances where, like, <laughs> you come up with something independently of something <laughs> that was already had been come up? I just want to know that right now. It's, it's finished. So I don't know if it's actually the word that it's spelled the way that you would spell it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I independently came up and coined. <laughs> I get credit for this. Well, it's it's like an honorable mention, really. It's <laughs> an honorable mention. Yeah, it's you like it's what? like a, it's like when two peoples come up with, like, ancient warfare. Like, they both did it without the influence of the other. But the the one the one it, did it first. It might become a thing. I mean, there's so many things from this show and like just streamers and stuff like that that have become legit things in game you think about bungie has the freaking crayon joke in mm-hmm. bungie they talk about crayons they said it in one of the promos for the guardian games events one of the titans mentioned it like <laughs> bungie is number one in games that i've played that interact with their player base right. so i totally yeah, love it yeah oh, they, yeah they are i would argue probably up there with second to none as far right. as spinfoil, uh, spinfoil. The, the only, the only other company is um, of Titanfall fame. So mm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, without without plugging other companies, right? But that that's what I mean is like Reason they response. listen to us. Okay. Your dialogian <laughs> may actually become a thing in Bungie. You may dude. become the next Cran, dude. If if warlocks become <laughs> if warlocks like, have what? A, 
if warlocks have a dialogian subclass, <laughs> I am totally here for it. That's that. All they do is orate. They don't actually attack anything. <laughs> they're the bard. They're the bard. No, 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 they're 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 not that rhythmic. They're more. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that rhythmic. So they're Rand Paul? What? No. Oh no. Oh no. I don't know. Oh, oh man, Green. Gosh. What about you? Shoutouts. Uh, shoutouts to just shoutouts to the community. Like I like right now, you may not seem like it's a big thing because everyone's a little salty. But shoutouts to the community for like raising so much money during these bungee bounties that are going on for the COVID research, and just people who are reaching out to others right now when they're not necessarily that kind of person. They're not they're not going to reach out to people. They don't feel like they can any other time and now they can. People are making themselves more available. So shout out to you guys, the Destiny community, our community just for being the awesome yous that you are because that is great grammar. But, you know, shout out to you guys. Blue, you want to take us home? Mhm. So I want to, again, thank you for your time. And until next time, remember, with Wisdom We Conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast. And let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.